Welcome to Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. Alongside recent increases in commodity prices, crop producers are experiencing cost of production increases, especially when it comes to fertilizer. Here with me to discuss strategies that producers can use to help profitability next season is Matt Stockton, an agricultural economist and extension specialist here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm great, thank you, and thanks for joining the podcast. You have a new article you have written on this topic for uh, your Tips for Taps section, and also it's posted on our website for the Center for Ag Profitability at cap.unl.edu. So, to get us started, can you just walk us through what has been happening with fertilizer and corn prices in the last year or so as we sit here today in October 2021? Oh, absolutely. No, it, it's been a wild ride kind of, hasn't it, Ryan? Mm-hmm. So uh, what the deal is, is that, you know, it uh, seems like in the last year, energy, any energy prices have really shot up. Well, I don't know, farmers know them, most anybody that deals with fertilizer probably knows that fertilizer is made from energy. I mean, it's made from natural gas usually, and it's made using energy to, you know, heat that up and to, and to create the natural gas into a, a fertilizer product. So the thing is, uh, if energy prices go up, then fertilizer prices go up. And so they've been going up and up. In fact, they went up last year and they're, and they're probably going to continue to be high or, and maybe even go higher depending on what energy does. And then corn prices last year, they, they, they shot up pretty good. We had some really good corn prices and I mean, it's kind of mellowed down now, but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, hopefully it'll stay high. And if the two stay high, it's better than if one goes, uh, I mean, it's all right if fertilizer prices go down, but corn prices going down, it would hurt because that's, that's kind of like a cross, a cost price squeeze where the costs are going up and the, the, the commodity value is going down and the farmer gets squeezed in the middle. Mm-hmm. And would you expect these prices for fertilizer and corn to continue their increase? Well, I would, I would continue to, I would expect them to at least continue as high, and, and, and the fertilizer price, I, I'm assuming, will probably go higher because the demand for fertilizer worldwide has also increased um, because other, you know, other countries and other people have figured out, hey, we use fertilizer at work. So, uh, you know, as, as countries develop and as things happen around the world and food, you know, it's necessary. I think I think fertilizer demand will continue to be strong. Uh, as far as and then energy, of course, is you know it it doesn't seem to be getting cheaper and probably won't be. Now, corn, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. It really depends on some of the big importers, uh, China probably being one of them, and some of the other other variables. Uh, there's there was a change in the forecast USDA re- recently and. So there's, it's an up and down, it's going to be up and down, but I, I, we're hoping that it'll stay as high or fairly high this year. And Matt, you do a lot of work with TAPS here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and TAPS stands for Testing Ag Performance Solutions. It is a program developed here at UNL that facilitates multiple real-life farm management competitions, brings together producers, university, faculty, industry regulatory agencies and students, and uh, you've written about data gathered from uh, recent TAPS competitions. So in this work, you spend a great deal of effort to uh, demonstrate the effects of diminishing return on nitrogen fertilizer use on profit. So can you explain the relationship between diminishing returns, fertilizer fertilizer costs, and corn grain price? 
Absolutely. In fact, um, if you can understand this relationship, this relationship relates to other ag inputs, such as water and some other things. And it's important to understand. So in agriculture or in anything, in economics, the thing that we always, just to start with, is we always focus on the idea that whatever input you use should be paid for. Well, if, if, a, if, a, if a thing like fertilizer, if you, the more you add, maybe the less effective it becomes. In fact, it's kind of a known fact or assumed a fact, a biological fact, that that's the case. The more and more fertilizer you put on, the less and less the next unit of fertilizer has in effect. And that, that, that's called a diminishing effect or diminishing return. So how does that affect it by cost? Well, if more if, if more brings you less corn, then more fertilizer. So what the fertilizer costs the same for every unit you put on. The cost is staying the same, but the value it's returning is, is less. And so that's the relationship. So in other words, in a diminishing returns relationship or a diminishing physical relationship, as less and less is returned, less and less value is received from the, that input. And if the input stays constant in price, that means at some point the value that you get back is going to be less than the value that you paid or the cost that you paid to, to get that value back. So if I had, a, if I had like for example, if I had a $5 worth of fertilizer and I only get back $2 worth of corn, that's not a good idea. And so that's a marginal way of looking at it. And that's why... Adding fertilizer, you know, like you can look at it on an average basis, which is more like, okay, so I add 200 pounds of fertilizer and I made so many bushels per acre and that makes me money. Well, yeah, from an average perspective, you made money, but maybe you put on more fertilizer than you needed to. So in other words, if you would have put on 180 pounds, maybe you would have got a little smaller yield, but you would have saved the extra value in the, in the fertilizer you put on. So that's why the marginal value becomes so important in making analysis, and that's the relationship, is that at some point those, those things change and switch because there's a diminishing effect of the input you're putting on. The same is true of water and, and some other inputs. And how does that concept help producers to make better fertilizer decisions? Well, okay, so conceptually think about this. So if fertilizer is cheaper, you can use more of it because you can get less back and still pay for it. If fertilizer is more expensive you can, and the corn stays the same price, then you can, you've got to use less of it to, to, to find that point of optimal profitability. And that's, that's the decision process that you want to go through is to say, okay, you know, and so I actually, in this paper that we're sending out, I actually do an analysis and show, uh, and this is an actual relationship that was estimated based on the, uh, the work here done with the TAPs. Now, different fields might vary, and there's different places are going to vary in their productivity and the amount of fertilizer and that, that sort of thing. But the concept and the idea is still true. And so the whole point here is that you want to think about, okay, so if fertilizer is cheap and corn prices really go up, well, I can really use more, probably the most fertilizer that I, I could use. The other thing you want to realize is that the biological optimum is not the economic optimum, which is an interesting concept. In other words, if I use fertilizer, I'm still increasing yield. That, that could be true, but if you're increasing yield, but you're not getting back the yield that you need to make money, then it doesn't make sense to put it on. And that's exactly what happens at the biological maximum. 
is that you're you're generally not getting the the dollars back that you spent on the fertilizer. You're actually paying out to get that yield. And to find that article and analysis, again, it is posted on our website for the Center for Ag Profitability, cap.unl.edu. It's also linked in the description notes for this podcast. Speaking with Matt Stockton here, agricultural economist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And Matt, you're saying if a pound of nitrogen fertilizer costs, say, 60 cents a pound, I should, as a user of that fertilizer, expect to receive at least 60 cents of production in return when I apply that pound. Otherwise, I'm buying something that costs more than it returns. So as a producer, how do I know where that level is? And that's a really good question, and that's that's the difficult thing to answer because years vary, and fields vary. And this, and and while I while I now that I brought this up, say, well, okay, so tell us how to do it. Well, I think that producers need need to recognize that it's going to be a situation where they, if they keep really good records, they might be able to estimate that with some help, uh, or they can uh, if they if they don't, and maybe they. They, they're going to have to go with what they subjectively or what they estimate that that value is. So if they're feeling like, okay, I'm putting on this fertilizer on, and you know, last year, I, I, over the time, I realized that I put this on and I get this yield, and I realized there's not much difference. What the last 20 pounds of fertilizer only gives me, you know, X amount of bushels, and those bushels, you know, I mean, fortunately, the value of the bushels has gone up. And because the value of the bushels has gone up, the amount of fertilizer you can put on has increased. So when the when the corn prices are low, though, this is really when it's the hardest. Like, so let's say corn prices drop, and when and when when they do, and they probably will, then you're going to have to consider this is where I need to cut back fertilizer a little bit. So and you're going to have to say, well, normally I can put on this much, but the last twenty or thirty pounds only adds this much yield, and that's just not going to get paid for by the fertilizer. It's something they're going to have to estimate and keep track of and, and, and do a, on a field by field or on a farm by farm basis. And that's, the, that's the difficult part, but if they keep really good records and keep track of fertilizer and, and the different kinds of years and things that they, they'll probably be able to get, get a pretty good idea. There's also the, the university of Nebraska has a, has a calculator that does have this kind of relationship implied in it. And I encourage listeners to, to read your article because you do a nice job of illustrating four different scenarios where fertilizer price and corn price vary. Can you talk about, uh, of those four cases, which one, which are the most and least costly to producers when they over-apply fertilizer? Absolutely. And then the, the, the least costly is when fertilizer is cheap and corn prices are high, which makes sense, right? So you apply a little extra, well, fertilizer, you didn't lose that much because you, 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 you fertilizer was inexpensive and the corn prices were really high, so you're, it's not such a bad deal. The worst case scenario, as I just said before, is when corn prices are low and fertilizer prices are high. That's when a mistake costs you the most. And, you know, it, it can be up, uh, I think in the article it's like $30, $20, $30 an acre. I can't remember the exact amount, but it, it's... It, it, think about that. If you have a thousand acres, I mean, that's twenty or thirty thousand dollars. You know, it's, it's quite a bit of money. So it's something that should be considered and thought about. And is the diminishing return idea useful for other inputs? Actually, absolutely. And and I would. And it's a good question, Ryan. And the the, the reason I think that people need to consider it, it's kind of like putting on that extra inch of water. 
So if I put on that extra inch of water, what does it return me? So if that water costs me seven or eight dollars an acre inch, if I'm irrigating, then what's that? What's the value of that water? If the value of the water is it's going to only add me, you know, a half a bushel. Well, at a half a bushel, that's not going to give you the uh, return that you need for it now, but it's going to give you two or three bushels. Absolutely. That extra inch of water is going to more than pay for itself. And so those kinds of things, you have, and you, you not only have to use, you can use this in other, other areas too. Like for example, what's the marginal cost? So the cost of spraying, if I spray X for X, uh, you know, herbicide or uh, fungicide or whatever, what is it going to get me back? Is it going to, is it, what's it going to save me in the future or what, what, what actual return am I going to get? either an increase in yield or a savings and cost money somewhere down the line is the, is the, is the benefit and co- and the cost is the benefit at least as much or more than the cost. If it's not, you should probably be questioning, okay, why am I doing this? Am I just doing this because everybody else is doing this or, you know, what, 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 what's going to happen? Some of those benefits are not always easy to see because they can be hidden, but that, that's important to think about and do. And Matt, do you have any final thoughts or words of advice that are worth sharing here on this topic? Well, the only thing I have worth sharing, I guess, is the fact is that every every farm and every individual is a different manager, has a different way of doing things. And I encourage everyone to be careful in your decision-making and do the best you can and make those decisions because they're not easy to make. And I have my hats off to producers everywhere and all the things that they do. All right, great. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Matt Stockton is an agricultural economist and extension specialist here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Again, you can find his new article on what we've been talking about here in this episode of the podcast on our website at cap.unl.edu. Thanks again, Matt. No, thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it and enjoyed spending the time. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.